If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yo, we gotta back up. Man. Yo, should we stop them or what? This is the sound of onlookers, onlookers watching an Apple store being looted in Palo Alto. Happened just before we went on vacation. Just delightful. Welcome to Cal Unicornia. Boy, Apple store. Most of the Apple stores I've been to have armed guards out front. They didn't there in Palo Alto, and uh, yeah, I would think the same thing, too, if I was a shopper, like, should we stop them? Is anybody going to stop them? I mean, everything you grab at an Apple store is expensive. Yeah, and those were employees saying, what do we do? Just let them go. That's just crazy. I know, I was was in Kansas at uh, my family get-together that we do after Christmas every year, and everybody's just amazed that that's the way we're operating Mm. in some parts of the country. Where you just let people rob you. What? What is going on there? Excellent introduction to what I wanted to get into. And just to to repeat, and it took me a while to come to this realization, so I can't uh, be, you know, uh, nasty about anybody else not coming to it. But it's easy at first blush to say, well, that's that's not my stuff. It's Apple's stuff. They can run their store the way they want to, and it's not a loss to me. Somebody might respond, well, that drives up costs for all of us. And that's true. It's absolutely true. But that's not that's not the key factor. The key factor is that we as human beings see lawlessness, and we understand that that's a threat to us. That lawlessness spreads. Lawfulness, civilization, that's tough to build. And if we start allowing lawlessness and criminality, that's absolutely going to come uh, to our homes and our lives in a way that's awful. That's why people are offended by that. Yeah, well, you should consciously, you probably do unconsciously think, well, if they can walk into a well-lit Apple store in this mall with all these people around and steal stuff, 
what chance do I have out on a street somewhere? Right. Well, and then there's the, uh, why did I just spend $1,100? I could have just stolen something. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I said that to my dad. I said, you could literally walk into a store every day and grab your six-pack of beer and walk out the door without paying for it, and nobody would ever blink an eye at that. Yeah, isn't that something? Uh, so a couple of more uh, pieces of information on that topic. U-Haul is out with their growth index, which highlights the U.S. states that saw the lo- largest number of movers uh, in one-way U-Haul equipment in 2023. Fourth year in a row, California had the largest net loss of one-way movers. The uh, much-talked-about California exodus. Between April 2020 and July 2022, L.A. Times reported the number of people moving out of California was more than 700,000 people. Then they get into the rising cost of living, blah, blah, blah. Uh, For the sixth time in eight years, Texas is the number one growth state. Uh, DIY movers accounted for 50% of all one-way U-Haul traffic arriving in Texas. Uh, There there we go. The uh, top ten move to states, counting up for number five, Tennessee, South Carolina. North Carolina, Florida, and Texas. Hmm. Bunch of blue progressives. No, they aren't. Whoops. Wait a minute now. Uh, North Carolina is fairly purple, but other than that, yeah, it's a very red list. Uh, so uh, uh, take from that what you will, friends. Anyway, so I thought this was so good. And, and it even struck me. I do this for a living. I, I I jabber on about I harangue you, I, I rant, I lecture you on how blue states are going to hell. And this still hit me is brilliant. Alicia Finley wrote this. It's in the Wall Street Journal. A week a week earlier. Oh, wait a second, it's one of those weird things that cuts off the first sentence. It was Christmas Eve. A week earlier, Rip awoke from a four year coma. Doctors called it a miracle. Last thing he could remember, he was driving south on I-5. It was December 31st, 2019. It was pouring rain. His local radio station was reporting about an outbreak of a mysterious respiratory virus in Wuhan, China. And then, bam, an SUV plowed into him. So that's our premise. Guy's knocked into a coma. Last day of the year, 2019. The world he woke to was dramatically different. Joe Biden was president. Donald Trump, his opponent. There were wars raging in Israel and Ukraine. And my lord, gas cost five bucks a gallon. It had always been expensive in California, but he couldn't recall prices this high. Yesterday, his wife, Jess, took him shopping at Target. Toothpaste, deodorant, and paper towels were locked up. I'm sorry, folks. I apologize in advance. Paper effing towels? (laughs) You can't have paper effing towels on the shelves because there's so much lawlessness. And so many would be stolen. Anyway, back to Alicia's uh, thingy here. She said the stores did this to keep shoplifters from clearing out the shelves. He nearly had a coronary when he looked at the prices. 12 bucks for a pack of cotton socks, $3 for a half gallon of milk. They're spending Christmas Eve with his family in Riverside. Four years ago, his sister and her husband bought a three-bedroom tract home for four hundred grand. Homes in her neighborhood were now fetching close to $700,000. You might as well be living in Texas where the weather's the same and everything costs half as much. The weather's not exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Having had an ice storm chase me across Texas once. You don't get that a lot in Orange County. Anyway, 
They thought about moving closer to the coast, but couldn't afford to hit current prices and mortgage interest rates at 7%. Last time he could recall rates being this high was around 9-11. In any case, homeless people were now everywhere. There was no escaping them unless you moved out of state. And that's what his brother James's family did when California went into lockdown in March 2020. Our boy was asleep, of course. Lockdowns, just explained, were why his barbershop and favorite Mexican restaurant were no longer around. Right. That a democratic government could order businesses and schools to close for months on end dumbfounded him. Yep. Yep. It's pretty shocking. Worth taking a minute and remembering that. James' three kids were now enrolled in private schools in Arizona. The state paid for their tuition thanks to a new education savings account program. The accounts also paid for his youngest to get special tutoring for dyslexia. Last time he saw James' wife, Jenny, she had been diagnosed with metastatic melanoma. Remarkably, she'd been cancer-free for two and a half years thanks to the immunotherapy Keytruda. Her doctors told her if she'd received the diagnosis even five years earlier, she'd be dead. So that's a positive change, certainly. Uh, James could hardly recognize his brother-in-law, Steve, who dropped 40 pounds with the new obesity drug called Wigovi. Last weekend, he even won a pickleball tournament. What in the world is pickleball in the past? (laughs) Yeah, tennis, but with a paddle and a wiffle ball. Apparently, everyone was playing it. Then they go into electric vehicles and how expensive they were and how Rivian stock was now worthless. Could have been worse. Joe had a friend who lost thousands of dollars on the cryptocurrency platform FTX. Another had invested thousands in non-fungible tokens that are now worthless. <laughs> what are non-fungible tokens, Ripat? According to ChatGPT, a non-fungible token is a type of digital asset that represents ownership, proof of authenticity of a unique item or piece of content using blockchain technology. ChatGPT, what's that? And on it goes. Uh, I think it is worth pausing to contemplate. As we begin 2024, since the dawn of 2020, how much has changed and how much of it sucks? Or at least could suck. The jury is still out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard, I was listening to one of uh, our mutual favorite podcasts, uh, the, the editors of the National Review, and... They're talking, it was kind of a year-end thing. They were talking about the biggest story, the most underreported story, what story's uh, going to be big, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and one of the editors, and I thought this was great, said one of the underreported stories that's still huge is we have not reckoned with everything was th- that was done in the name of, of COVID. And she was absolutely 100% right. That is still a glaring, like, omission on the to-do list of mankind, and particularly the United States, and California in particular, particularness. I don't think we're ever going to. If we were going to, I we would have already. Gavin Newsom would have been run out of office on a rail. He would have been recalled if there was an ounce of sense and perception among the voters who, who, who weren't you know swept along by the cult of anything is justified to prevent COVID from spreading, no matter how idiotic it is. I tweeted over the weekend, Wall Street Journal had a piece about the new, uh, you know, rise in COVID cases. The, 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 the hill is big on the triple-demic, the triple-demic of COVID flu and RSV. Um, but the, the big uh, picture at the top of the Wall Street Journal story 
was a couple of middle-aged gals wearing the god darned chin diaper. Not only, <laughs> and it was outside. They're out of doors with the saggy chin diaper mask and their noses uncovered in some sort of weird, cultish, anti-scientific, moronic display of superstition or something or other. So, yeah, we, we haven't reckoned, and you're right. We probably won't. Well, I tweeted out the fact that about a week ago, our national debt hit $34 trillion. And fitting in with the story you just told us, that Rip Van Winkle, when he went to sleep, looking at the chart that I tweeted out, we were at about 19 or $20 trillion? Mm. And now it's wow. $34 trillion? Wow. Almost doubled. Wow. That's that, shocking. That's a big story, too. Oh, hey, if you're just tuning in, I, Joe, and, and my sweet bride, Judy, we spent a couple of weeks in Europe uh, traveling around, and uh, nothing was locked up. Nothing. And it reminds me of a, a story a good buddy of mine likes to tell. He was in, I think he was in Vienna, and he was out quite late, um, and he said to the, the guy at the, uh, the, the, the restaurant, I guess he was the greeter, the maitre d', whatever, uh, he said, uh, we're going to walk back to the hotel. Is it safe? And the guy said, pardon me? And, and my buddy Mike said, is it safe? The mater D said, of course it's safe. We're civilized here. And he wasn't trying to be a wise ass. He was astonished that anybody would ask that question. There are no junkie camps. There are no bums. There's no crime in the streets. Of course, there's some crime. I mean, it's human beings, but no products locked up. They have civilization. It's possible to have it again. It was only two, three years ago we had it. Yeah, that is stunning. It is. It's astonishing. And the fact that everybody's not talking about it all the time in blue states is, well, it's an example of how people just, they can't admit how wrong they have been. It's hard for humans. I, I'm the same as anybody else. So we should check in on the whole war in Israel thing and the fact that our Secretary of Defense was getting liposuction or a boob lift or a penile reduction or I don't know what he was or doing. Or enlargement. We don't know. <laughs> But he went off grid for a while. A mommy makeover? We don't know. Unbeknownst to everybody, he didn't tell anybody. Anyway, plenty to talk about. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You heard a big loud bang to the left rear rear like in row 20 and a whooshing sound and all the oxygen masks deployed. You could see later that there was a two-window section panel that blew out. It's about as wide as a refrigerator. And there was, I guess, a boy and his mother were sitting in that row and his shirt was sucked off him and out of the plane. Oh, my God! And his mother was holding on to him. Hey, first of all, that guy whose name, I guess, is Evan Smith, uh, can he be in charge of describing everything articulate? thorough easy to follow well done sir but yeah the kid's shirt was sucked off of him and here is something close to a miracle the seat right there where the part of the fuselage ripped off was empty it was one of the very few seats on that flight that was unoccupied wow if you're holding your kid and his shirt is sucked out the door but your kid is not Yeah, like a teddy bear and an iPhone and the kid's shirt were the only things that were sucked out into the uh, the night sky or the day sky, whatever it was. Um, so did you see the story about that Iranian girl who got 74 lashes for not covering her hair? I did not. God dang it. She uh, had quite... I should read the whole thing. Maybe we'll do that for our One More Thing podcast. It's pretty dramatic. She explains the whole event of them coming to get her there in Iran, taking her to the Ministry of Vice or whatever the hell it's called, down the stairs to the torture chamber, the way they strap you in before they give you your lashings for not covering your hair. All cultures are equal, except for America. That's the worst one. This is a country we may let get the bomb, or that the Biden administration thinks they can pull back into the, you know, the community of nations. Or whatever. Anyway, more on the war with Israel and Iran and all that coming up. But they are a backward, like the year 800 society. It's just crazy. With modern weapons. This maybe is some good news on the war front, though. According to Bloomberg, U.S. officials now believe it is much less likely that President Xi is going to contemplate military action in the coming years in terms of trying to take Taiwan. Why? Because he figured out that their military sucks. 
And he just figured this out recently. Uh, U.S. assessments cited several examples of the impact of the graft that has been going on in their military, as always happens in communist countries. This has been going on for years, including President Xi just found this out. A lot of the missiles were filled with water instead of fuel or bombs. Um, And vast fields of missile silos in western China with lids that don't function in any way that would allow the missiles to actually launch, etc., etc. All kinds of different examples of this. Wow. Like the Russians found out painfully. Right. So we were wondering fairly recently, why did President Xi purge his entire military higher up? Remember when that Mm -hmm. happened a little while back? It's because he found out all this stuff. You got missiles instead of filled with fuel and bombs are filled with water. Somebody was stealing all the money, like always happens in communist countries. Mm hmm. And they're now, I mean, that's that's extreme. They're water balloons and not bombs. It is. And again, according to Bloomberg, U.S. officials now believe it's much less likely that President Xi makes a move on Taiwan because his military ain't what he thought it was. Right. That's like all those Russian tanks that didn't have engines because, you know. That money went to the uh, the pockets of the generals instead of the manufacturers. I hope that's all true. Of course, Meanwhile, are. more and more awful news about China's economy. Man, are they in trouble. Good. I think good. Good. I th- probably good. Probably. Meanwhile, our Secretary of Defense, who knows what's going on with him. This is according to CNN. For five days, the Pentagon did not tell... Anyone that the sec def was hospitalized and can't say whether he was conscious or not during that time. Then the Department of Defense waited until Friday night to tell people and gave very little information about it. Including his second in command, who you'd think would like to know. Yep, didn't find out for days that her boss, the Secretary of Defense, was in ICU, maybe unconscious. I don't know, they won't say. That's weird. There is something funky afoot. There's got to be. Very funky. I'll bet we find out. The media seems to be on this. Politico says Biden was furious. I don't know. That's true. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every day better. 
making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. in Qatar with a warning to the world. This is a conflict that could easily metastasize, causing even more insecurity and even more suffering. Blinken earlier meeting with King Abdullah of Jordan, who's been calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza, later criticizing some Israeli lawmakers for working against a two-state solution. This weekend, Hezbollah firing dozens of rockets at targets in northern Israel from Lebanon. The Iranian-backed group saying it was retaliation for an Israeli airstrike in Beirut that killed a top Hamas official. Israel saying the flare-up will make any negotiations that much more difficult. So let's hear a little more on that. A lot happened in the Middle East while we were on vacation, including us punching back harder than we had punched back so far, but still not near enough to my mind, given the number of times we've attacked and the uh, the damage that is being done. But this is uh, Keir Simmons of NBC. I mean, the region's on fire. Just another example, as we know, in the Red Sea, uh, the Houthis from Yemen uh, continuing to target uh, ships in the Red Sea. Uh, Secretary Blinken talking about that, saying 20% of uh, the world's uh, shipping is being uh, impacted, uh, calling on the Houthis to to stop uh, that onslaught. The Houthis, which are a ragtag group supported by Iran, have interrupted some of the most important shipping uh, lanes in the entire world. And the world, mostly being us, because we are in charge of all these things, is allowing it to happen. So there's an article in the Wall Street Journal about these major shipping companies that are having decisions to make. Well, do we travel an extra 7,000 miles around the Cape of Good Hope? Or do we go ahead and try to ship through here? I guess we have to travel the extra 7,000 miles and jack up the prices on everything because the United States isn't going to push back against the Houthis doing this. A little more on that before I uh, tie a bow around this topic. You have the tension in uh, northern Israel uh, with Hezbollah. Uh, overnight, uh, seven members of Hezbollah killed, according to uh, the IDF. Uh, that uh, tension, uh, I am told, while... Uh, Leaders in the region are privately, never mind publicly, expressing deep concern that that could escalate. Many others, uh, diplomats I speak to here, are telling me they still believe that Iran does not want to get into a full-scale confrontation uh, with Israel, uh, with uh, the U.S. And I think that 
assassination of the Hamas leader al-Ruri in uh, Beirut last week, uh, that that happened in a Hezbollah area of Beirut. I think that's an indication the Israelis believe that too. Yeah, uh, Israel assassinated a major Hamas dude last week. Uh, Hezbollah or Hamas? Hezbollah, dude. A couple of each. Yeah. Yeah, actually, several of each now at this point. But so here, here's what I was thinking about. I was watching the movie Tombstone and how uh, I think that fits in with what's going on here. It's an age-old problem. It's been going on since the dawn of time. It always will go on. And we are unfortunately being led by Wyatt Earp and not Virgil Earp in this situation, it would seem to me. Hmm, do tell. Um, as we let the Houthis control that shipping lane. And all you ever hear out of the White House, either the... Uh, with their own mouths or the behind the scenes reporting is they're so concerned about an escalation. That was the problem with Ukraine and Russia. Just they're, they're more concerned about an escalation, which we would most likely win than they are about losing. It would seem at every front. I think I know where you're going with this and I I won't get in your way, but uh, yeah, I'm of the same mind. We're the greatest superpower in history. Let's escalate this bitch, huh? Um, The movie Tombstone, which my uh, son had never seen, it's from the early 90s and it's got uh, Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp and Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday and it's just a fantastic movie. I'd actually never seen it before. What a great movie. And I've seen, I don't know how many different movies and TV shows and documentaries about the gunfight at the OK Corral. <laughs> I just, but there's a reason I think that the gunfight at the OK Corral has lived in legend the way it has because it is. I don't know what the right word is: analogy, metaphor, or an example of something that always happens. You had the bad guys who were running this town, and you had law and order attempt to come in in the in the hands of uh, the Erps. And um, so Virgil Earp, Wyatt Earp's brother, he decides to uh, don a badge and try to clean up the town. And he passes a new uh, law there in town, says you're not allowed to carry guns in town. And uh, hoping that that could clean things up. Well, the bad guys, the Clanton gang and their friends and everybody like that, they showed up in town with guns. And they were down at the OK Corral wearing guns. And so the question was, are you going to go down there and enforce the law and tell them they can't have guns? Or are you going to let them, obviously, in front of all the people here, violate the law and do whatever they want? And mm-hmm. Wyatt Earp, the younger brother of Virgil Earp, who was kind of tired of the whole risking his life part of his life, was just into making money at that part of his life, said, well, you're going you're gonna to get into a, a, a gunfight over a misdemeanor? And Virgil Earp says, and this is, you know, more or less true, from every account of it, is if I let them get away with this, they own the town, they run the town, there's no point in even trying to have any law and order. And so they march on down there and say, you got to take your guns off. And the other guys say no, and you get into a gunfight and people die. And eventually uh, the bad guys are run out of time. town. Virgil Earp is nearly killed. The younger brother Earp is killed. Wyatt then goes back and murders them because he didn't put up with that S. Anyway, getting off track here. The point is, you either... Enforce the law, the rules of the road, or you don't. And the uh, wider even says, you know, that's going to turn into a great big fight if we go down there and disarm them and enforce the law. What other choice do we have, his brother says. You either have a law or you don't. And that's where we are with so many different situations. That's where we are. You either 
risk escalation with the Houthis and Iran and everybody else and say, the shipping lanes are open. We're the ERPs. We run this town, and that is the rule. Ships get to go in and out. You don't get to fire on them. You either enforce that or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, what was the conflict not too many years ago where I kept saying, oh, it was Obama. Maybe it was Syria. But uh, one thing I said repeatedly was they keep hoping they can passive their way out of this. And trying to keep the peace and trying to avoid unnecessary escalations, that's wisdom. That's fine. But when you get to that point, an inflection point, um, where you can either escalate or capitulate, you're either going to say we're fighting or you have lost. At that point, you have to escalate. Well, right. And I feel like the Biden administration looks at these things the way Wyatt Earp was saying, what, you're going to risk you know, a war over a, a misdemeanor? That's not the point. If you let this misdemeanor go, it's over. There's no rule of law they've won. It's not a minor thing. Right. Maybe that particular infraction is a minor thing, but overall, it's it's the thing. Are we going to have rule of law or not? Now, some of you I know are already crafting your angry emails and texts about us, uh, about us being uh, neocons or warmongers or that sort of thing. Uh, some of you, not all of you certainly, but uh, some of you I think have a really, really oversimplified view of how the world works. And you have a very, and, and you'd be horrified to hear me say this, and you're about to, you have an almost childish view of what's going to happen if U.S. power is withdrawn from the world. Now, can we get NATO to do more of its job? I'm with you 100% on that, for instance. Where's, where's Britain? Where, where's France? Where are the, the strong navies of the world in opening up those shipping lanes? I think that's a, that's a fine point. Um, but the withdrawal of American power from the world stage will result in chaos and horror, loss of life and fortune, the likes of which you can't even conceive of. you got to remember that. Now, how we go about doing that, absolutely worthy of discussion. But the idea that we just got to stick to our own, you know, call it America first or whatever, but we'll, we'll take care of this country. We don't have to worry about that other stuff. You're a fool. It's interesting that the Biden administration is so worried of escalation that they're allowed, allowing, well, a, a very powerful bully like Putin to get his way, but even a not very powerful bully like the Houthis to get their way. Maybe the only principle Biden truly holds is that we better not. Yeah. Famously, the only vote against getting Osama bin Laden. The only vote of, like, what, a dozen people or something like that? Certainly six or eight in the Obama administration. Everybody said, yeah, let's take it. Let's, let's take the shot. Let's do it. Let's do the mission. Biden was like, yeah, I don't think we ought to. That's Not that, a joke. That's his uh, tendency. I don't know. This whole shipping lane... Um. Uh, problem is a big deal and i mean you're crazy if you don't think that it doesn't inform china on whether or not because that has been the argument all along if they took taiwan they would control the most important shipping lane in the world well if china sees the i think it's the second or third most important shipping lane in the world there at the suez canal is uh is it can be controlled by the houthis what, what's his message from that well the message will change completely if donald J is in the white house that's for sure Oh, and and then God made Trump. That leads me to that. Have you seen that ad? No. It fits in with something we're about to play. 
about AI and all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, very interesting. We'll get to that coming up. We'll finish strong next. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's enjoy a little of the latest in AI. Oh, we got to get Ian Bremmer on for the new year as he has his risks every year. And oh, one, yeah. one of his risks every last year was this is the year AI crosses over into being meaningful, and he was right because uh, n- nobody was doing nothing with AI when he mentioned that, and then all of a sudden we got all this chat GPT and various stuff. Anyhow, on a more frivolous version of that, this is the lead singer from Metallica singing a Creedence Clearwater revival song, and it's not actually <laughs> him. It's AI. I haven't heard this. to tell me is that a good Metallica impersonation? It's decent. Okay. Um, there are uh, by the way gazillions of those on YouTube now if you want them. If you want Glenn Campbell singing the Barbie theme song or whatever the hell you want. It's it's on there somewhere. So and I do. So here's another uh, AI thing slightly different and we ought to play more of the ad tomorrow. I remember we have to wait, wait hold on hold on hold on. Uh, I remember talking about this uh, a while back. One of the things with modern media and internet and YouTube and all that sort of stuff is what's really a campaign ad and what's not is not going to make any difference at all. No. Who cares if it was paid for by the campaign or a super PAC or in this case, it's just some friends of Trump. People who like Trump put this together. It's several minutes long, but it's bouncing around as much as any ad would that you spent millions and millions of dollars on. It's If you're old enough to remember Paul Harvey being on the radio and doing his thing, it's an AI version of Paul Harvey. I think the original was Then God Made the Farmer. It would be a hmm. Paul Harvey talking about, you know, we needed a, a way to feed ourselves, and then God made a farmer. Well, this is a slightly different version. And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. And it goes on like that for several minutes, and it's really well done. I mean, the visuals are top-notch. This isn't like thrown-together, you know, uh, audio-visual guys in high school stuff. This is, like, really well done. And it's getting a lot of traction. And it doesn't need to be an official campaign ad. And there are no standards, since it's not a real ad. You don't have to follow any of the FEC guidelines or anything like that and be every bit as effective. Right, right. I'm Donald Trump, and I approved of this message. Oh, well, okay, that changes everything. <laughs> I know. That stuff is also antiquated. Oh, it really is. And uh, But, I mean, well, first of all, it's a pretty good Paul Harvey. I think. Yeah, oh yeah. Page uh, two. From the AI. We should play more of it tomorrow. I mean, it's really something. Tad over the top, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Over, over the top works pretty well in the, the modern world. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think if you're not over the top, you're probably making a mistake in terms of mass persuasion. 
Yeah, and um, so Mark Halpern in his political newsletter over the weekend was making the point that the Biden people don't, either them or their friends, don't have anything close to what the Trump side has or don't understand the importance of it on this area of communicating. Mm, yeah, well, that absolutely rings true. Of course Not it only does. that, but, you know, Biden gave his first major campaign address of the new year the other day. It was an old man jabbering. Right. But his entire campaign is Trump is evil. Well, Trump is scary. I don't know if you watched it. He did not sound like that. He it was one of his. You're right. They mm-hmm. they they juiced him up. He got enough sleep. Whatever. So that just reminded me that he's still capable of that when he needs to to get him some. I don't know what drugs they give him, or he gets two full nights of sleep in a row. Uh, no, I would think it's a combination of medication and the time of day that's really important. They recorded it at like noon. Or something, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, you are right. It's it's going to be all Trump is Hitler and going to destroy America. Trump is fighting back, though, with, no, he's the one that's going to destroy America. And got the help of, of all people, George Will in the Washington Post, who said, we already have an autocrat in the White House and listed all the things that Joe Biden has done that are against the Constitution and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm. Check your clock, it's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't, you can't. They'll be back tomorrow. Here's your host for final thoughts for the first show of the year, Joe Getty. Hey, it's uh, time to wrap up the day with final thoughts from everybody on the crew. Let's start with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Uh, so far, I'm doing good uh, with my New Year's resolution, going to the gym, trying to get the body that makes everybody go, wow, look at him. <laughs> Exactly. It's vanity. Sure, why not? Men men want to be you, women want to do you, that sort of thing. Exactly. Uh, Our esteemed newswoman, Katie Green, has a final thought. Katie? Yeah, it's very very good to be back. Happy New Year, and I'm uh, honored to be broadcasting from a subway station. (laughs) It It sounds like technical challenges today. Yeah, what what is he going to do? Jack, a final thought for us? Man, I'm the opposite of where you are, Michael. My New Year's resolution was physical fitness-wise. It lasted like two days before I missed a day, and uh, I was a full 12 pounds heavier, my average to start this year, than I was last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm off the rails. I might just let it go this year. Um, this might be my New Year's resolution. If I just, like, paid no attention and saw how big I could get, what would happen? This might be the year I finally do it. People like round numbers go for 300. Come on now. You can do it. <laughs> my final thought, and there's more on this theme to come. Um, oh, my gosh, we got 30 seconds. I don't have time for my final thought. It is it is uh, thick with subtlety and nuance, as usual, Michael. And, and you quit. Stop flashing your fingers at me. I know how much time is left. No time for my final thought. Got to stay tuned tomorrow. Too bad it had Latin phrases. I mean, it was really something. Oh, so good. I worked on it all night. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. There'll be order in the house. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. Yeah, it's just complete, utter nonsense. So let's just dispense with that fundamental, foundationally nonsense. That is the climax of foolishness. Figure it out! Or get off the podium! As the athletes would say, we've left it all in the field. When it comes on for you to go, you have to go. Go away! I can't, 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 I can't. So which one did I say how many times just there? (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.